Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're talking about Moon Knight Episode 2. We're doing the feedback episode, all the things you guys are saying, all the theories, all the whatever, predictions. Let's do this. All that right off the side we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Matthew. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. Um, just busy, busy, but, you know, making podcasts and making music, <laughs> and I can't complain. Yep, just, you know, every day is kind of feeling, it's that time of the year where Groundhog, it's like Groundhog Day. Every mm-hmm. day kind of feels the same. It's yes. just another day, you know? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I find myself really happy we have a Marvel show back because if nothing else, it, it like gives me this thing to look forward to every week and like mm-hmm. this thing that marks my week. It's like Moon Knight is coming out on Tuesday night. I know that. That's the thing every week. That's like the big, be- it's almost like that is the beginning of my week every week, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's nice because it's like I go, I, I have off on Monday. I go to work on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday's the show, so it like kind of breaks up the middle of the week. Like it's something to look forward to. We're kind of like a TV show drought right now because I yeah. feel like we've watched everything. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're in the same boat. I mean, Liz, like we we always have something we're watching, and we're like the last few weeks, we're like, what are we gonna? I, I don't know. Is there any? It's hard. Are, are we following any TV shows right now? When the Oscars are going, like we're cool. Mm. We got like twenty movies we have to watch, and so right when that abruptly right. stops, and then you watch all the stuff you didn't watch. And then you catch up, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> what, we're watching like animal shows on Disney Plus. <laughs> animal like shows. The, the whales. That was fun. And I was like, <laughs> I just need something different. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's really funny. I just think it's very funny that you're sitting watching animal shows. Well, we honestly started watching the Will Smith one because I was like, I put it off for a little while because I'm like, I'm mad at you. But I was like, but I really want to see this Earth stuff because yeah. <laughs> I love it. So we're watching it. And there's this one part about... um sea turtles and one's flipped upside down they're like oh god we gotta help it or it'll die and they're like make sure that 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 it doesn't slap you he's like all right watch out for the slap don't get slapped got it and we're just like (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing so yeah episode four (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome by the way um if you want to hear us talk about that big event that happened at the Oscars, uh, we did throw that in our Oscars wrap-up cast. Uh, we did a, we did a lot of Oscars coverage, guys, on Bingers Assemble. So if you uh, search for Bingers Assemble, give us a subscribe over there. Um, bunch of Oscar stuff, the wrap-up cast being the one about the actual ceremony, but we also did like coverage of every movie up for Best Picture, and mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it next year on a larger time scale. Because we crunched <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, we time. were like, let's just do it. We yeah. have two weeks. We could watch 10 movies and do 10 podcasts, 12 podcasts. <laughs> it was so funny because we were like, no, we can't do it. We got six weeks, 10 movies. There's just no way. And then we decided, okay, we kind of let it go by the wayside. And then we're like, two weeks left. Let's do it. 10 movies, two weeks. We got this. <laughs> like the optimism in us at that, that point was weird. <laughs> the, the fact that we recorded our, our predictions one an hour before the show started was pretty amazing. <laughs> yep. Pretty great. We went right to the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, today we're here, though, to talk about Moon Knight. Did you have uh, anything Ashley's Corner to talk about Moon Knight? So I'm like going to scrap all my co- comic knowledge. Like, oh, I didn't get the backstory I wanted that I thought we were going to get in this episode, and I'm totally cool with it. So now I'm just going to scrap all my comic knowledge and be like, okay. So, like, what I know is, you know, Mark is the avatar of Khonshu, and it happened sometime in the Egyptian desert, uh, and he's kind of done with his role. Like, he doesn't want to do it anymore, but he's making sure that uh, his girlfriend or his wife doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, so that that's cool. I'm cool with the story now. I like, I'm okay. like, fine. Tell me what's going on later. Um, <laughs> right. I really like the use of uh, the reflections so, like, Mark and Steven could talk. I like... Uh, Stephen's questions of Harrow, I thought that was really well shot. Like, what about the children? And I'm not the people. They don't care. But it'd be like trying to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley would fit right in to Servants of Ahmet over there. There are just so many of them, too. Like, this is a very large cult. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's like a whole neighborhood, it seemed like, was in this cult of Ahmet. <laughs> I loved the suit when he called on like what he would think a suit. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, I think that's maybe a third personality. But I still thought it had Mark's accent. 
Like I was, I thought it, it still had Steven? like an Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fully. It's going to yeah. start getting confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a hundred percent Steven in the Mr. Knight suit or whatever. Mm -hmm. I liked getting to finally see Moon Knight, like fully fighting yes. and stuff. It looks really cool. Yeah, and he needed to do something really badass, and that like aerial maneuver where he had the thing chase him, and then he like grabbed it with his little crescent moon thing and just slammed it down on that spire. Yes, Ooh, I was, it was like, cool. that's PG sixteen, baby. PG sixteen. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. I, it takes a lot to make me feel some excitement for just an action scene. And I think they knew they really needed to do something special for that first time Mark is in the suit where you actually see him fully have a battle. And that was such a cool, like, luring this monster towards the thing you know you need to get to and then just slamming it down in that spire. It was yeah. so cool. So, so and cool. I, I am really ready for Mark to have uh, the wheel. Like, I like that we are dropped off in a very different adventure with Mark in control and like Steven's relegated to the mirrors. And now we're in Egypt. I'm mm -hmm. ready for episode three. <laughs> like, yes, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I know you're, you're waiting for that backstory. I think they did mention some stuff about him being involved in some sort of event and there were some deaths and in, in, in Egypt and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably alluding to the backstory. And I think we're going to get like a little more of that uh, because in, yeah. when they bring it up, he's like, there's more to that than, you know, or something like that. So I think there's yeah. like, eventually Mark is going to communicate to Steven what actually happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing about Khonshu is just that he's a pissed off poltergeist in our world, just like banging pots and pushing things over and throwing papers. Yes, <laughs> <It's> yes. Like, <laughs> he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> right. That's all he can do without your help. You know, like that's that's it. He just blows the wind. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I guess if they can resurrect Ahmet by going to her bones, I wonder if they could do the same thing with Khonshu. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I love magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. This is like a fun new type of magic in the world yeah. of the MCU to dive into. And I love that there's just so many different types now and they're all kind of coinciding and they're all sort of going to be playing off each other, especially with Multiverse of Madness coming. Yeah. Did you uh did you scan the QR code this time? I try I made sure to do it. You know what? I didn't. And apparently, you know in the first one, the QR code Mm -hmm. apparently if you scan the reflection of it it's a different comic yeah i saw it was like dracula it was a dracula comic with the first, first showing of blade blade yeah. yeah this one is a the werewolves by night issue it's like issue mm -hmm. 43 and i was that the same number on the locker storage Ooh, that does sound right yeah i'm pretty sure that was like moon knight's debut and uh werewolf by night nice yeah yeah i love little things like that now i was so i saw cool. it i was like wait 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 i'm gonna do it I'm going to do it. Yeah, I need to look for those and actually do them. I, I, I keep just kind of hearing what they are. And not, I don't even notice them when the actual show is on. <laughs> yeah. And then kind of during thick. that Moon Knight fight, we did see that bus go by with the uh, GRC symbol on it. So we kind of got our time date. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and someone else said in, in the chat that they also have modern cell phones at some points. I haven't noticed. Yeah, I didn't notice. But apparently um, there's also modern cell phones. So... There's some predict some things I was really thinking like this could be in the past, but apparently not. Yeah, um, I so. wouldn't have mind it. <laughs> yeah, no, it would have been cool. It also would have been cool to just kind of build him into the world. And then it like say he shows up in a new Avengers thing then we know it's like 10 years later and he's had 10 years as Moon Knight, you know? Yeah. And I do like now that it, I think they're making it look like that um, Mark always supposedly had the uh, DID and that Khonshu like taking over his body like maybe is causing what he thought he had control of to to not and not mm. have control. So I guess we can guess that maybe Khonshu, did they say he's only, you know, embodied him for two months? I don't know. Did they? I don't, I don't remember. Layla was like, I haven't talked to you. In two. Oh, no, no, oh, that's right, not right. true. Because she had yeah, seen yeah. him. Because she'd night. seen the moon night. Never mind. <laughs> well, I don't know that that's true. I d it's possible he's always had the DID. Mm -hmm. That is possible. But... It is also possible that Steven was or like that one of the one of the personalities was created yeah. after the events of uh, like uh, some speculation has been that like, you know, the, the Moon Knight itself. I, and I don't know if this is it from comics or not, but like the Moon Knight event itself was so traumatic that it 
cause the DID. Yeah. So that is, that's what I was kind of dancing around last episode. Um, right. Not knowing what they were going to do with it. Um, but it was interesting, the wording of him being like, you said that, you know, you could keep it under control. You said you could keep it under control. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and if you mess up, I'm going to go take your wife. That's true. But that could still be something he had told him after the fact. Like, yeah. it could be that he became Khonshu and then it splintered his personality. And then, uh, then Khonshu was like, hey, this wasn't part of the deal. And he's like, I can keep it under control. I can handle it. I can handle yeah. it. Um, so we still just don't know. I, I'm leaning toward it is fairly recent because of how many similarities Stephen has to the wife. Right. That's true. Like, because I think that the Steven personality is somewhat based on the wife. It seems like to me. Yeah, because they like all the same things. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Favorite, same favorite poem. They both speak French. They both uh, speak um, ancient Egyptian uh, or like at least read ancient Egyptian. So I, I think all those things like point to the fact that maybe Mark created Steven as this like sort of partner that he needed or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. The little details that they had in in this like little things like harrow when he's walking around in the beginning and you know he has all that glass in there and you can kind of hear like the clink clink mm-hmm. clink and see a little bit of blood but then he kicks that soccer ball i was like barf oh guy because it just yep. makes my that makes my skin skin crawl stuff like that Ugh. same same how are you even walking around <laughs> yeah it's such a great setup for his character because it's it shows that he is a true believer in whatever this like cultish thing is Mm -hmm. and so every time he walk he's walking around and you hear that sloshing of the glass it's like a reminder of who he is and how like earnest he is in his belief in ahmet you know Mm -hmm. i dig it not me (laughs) (laughs) okay i think that's it (laughs) let's get into the feedback then um Let's do it. We have uh, from Lydia Herbert. Uh, I think Mark might be the real person because he's the married one. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) That is very possible. It just depends on if he got married before or after. Right? Yeah. I guess Stephen could also have a wife if he met. It just depends on how often they're swapping and stuff like that. Like, because if he did have a wife, she also knew him after the Moon Knight thing. So either way, like whenever his personality split, she would have had to have had the ability to have seen Stephen at some point. Yeah. Hmm. Is there a question about who people don't think that Mark is the main personality? Is that like a thing? Yeah. 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 Oh. I mean, like, I think we've said on the cast before, in comics, Mark is the main. Um, So I think it's an assumption that that's true here, but we don't really know. Yeah. I guess. Like, I. What they're going to do here. Do something different. Yeah. Or it could be that, like, like you said, if the DID is from birth or whatever, or from some trauma at childhood, they're both real. You know, they're both as real as each other, you know? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Up next, we have Hannah. She says, hi, my favorite podcasters. I'm thinking we're seeing the Jake Lockley identity in the final shot of the last episode. Oscar Isaac's posture and expression were different. It's a pretty subjective thing to base a theory on, but I do spend a lot of time looking at Oscar Isaac's. Just kidding, but not really. Hannah. (laughs) Yeah, man. I dig it. I I dig it, it. It's absolutely possible. I know there's possibly there are other identities in comics and so maybe maybe this is a different identity we're seeing at the end of the episode yeah uh, i guess it'll all depend on his accent hmm <laughs> true I, I didn't think anything about his posture like it's it's different but it just looks like the same guy very upset or something you know he's like yeah. he's bummed out he's we haven't spent any time with mark yet to know he he seems like he would be a bummed out you know <laughs> not the life of the party with what's going on with him yes yes <laughs> like he's trapped in this and in, in, in this version at least he's not a willing servant of Kanshu. he's sort of like trapped all right we got kid commentary is another one of our patrons says hey stranded panda embarrassment it's been a long time since i've written in i've been super busy with everything with school work and rowing not to mention my own podcasts but i also have not been blown away with anything from marvel since shang chi 
except Spider-Man, but that was a busy time for all of us. That streak ended with Moon Knight. Oh my God. I absolutely adore this show. It is absolutely everything I wanted it to be. I loved how disconnected it was from the MCU, but it retains the classic Marvel DNA we've come to expect. My biggest problem with all the Disney Plus shows is how we haven't met the villain until the finale. It worked with WandaVision and Loki, but not Tefatwas <laughs> and Hawkeye. I love how we met Arthur Harrow in the first scene, and oh my god, the glass. This could beat Loki and become my favorite Disney Plus Marvel series so far. Also, who do you think Steven's mother is? Have they actually made contact? What do you guys think? Love the show and keep up the great work. I love you all 3000, Drew. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Thank you, Drew. I wonder if it's just like a voicemail that Mark set up to help uh, <laughs> yeah. Stephen deal with his stuff. But you would think like Stephen be like, well, she never calls me back. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think it's to help him deal with stuff. I think it's to help Mark know what's going on. Mm. It's a way of spying on on Stephen to know what's happening in in when when uh, Mark's asleep or whatever. I like that. I think that's what's happening. I, I don't know. That's that's my theory. It's totally a theory, but I feel like it's pretty solid because it, it just if you go back and listen to that, watch that first episode. It's like a, almost the narrator of each, of the episode is him talking to his mother, mm -hmm. and it's almost like Mark needs him to do that so that Mark knows what's going on when he's asleep. It's also funny that Mark seems to have a bad relationship with with his mother, where it seems like Stephen thinks he has a great relationship with his mother. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really strange, and I'm curious how this works with DID. And like, one somebody wrote in last week, I believe, and they said that it's very common for people with DID for it to happen at a very young age, so it would be different. But like, in this scenario, does Stephen remember his childhood? Does he have like an imagined life, or does he, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. he was created like around this time, like uh, in the last couple of years or whatever, does he remember a childhood or is he just sort of like pretending to have a past? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's, he just thinks he does. And until he starts to really think about it, that's when it'll unravel. Right. Exactly. Like hmm. is Mark going to, I, and, and I hate it. I feel like I, we don't know. We don't know which way it is. But if that's the case, I feel like that's going to be a big reveal for the show is Steven realizing that he's the alternate. He's not the real mm -hmm. one or like real one in quotations. I don't know um, how that works. In yeah. D with the I idea. don't know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> like the original, I guess. Yeah. Main. I guess. I guess. I, I, I feel like Maine is weird, especially given this show, because it, he is definitely the main for us. Like our our perspective right. character has been Steven. And I think <laughs> that's going to continue to be the way. I think we're going to get an episode where Mark's in control now. But I think Steven is still going to kind of be like in the background, seeing it through his eyes sort of thing. He's going to be the man in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Just screaming at him. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, absolutely. To Drew's point about the villain, like I'm generally okay with a show or a movie having sort of a weak villain, especially a movie because movies, the Marvel, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast, probably not in a while, but they got for years, they've been uh, lambasted for having bad villains, you know, weak villains, thin villains. And I don't ever think that's really a problem because they're basically just instead of choosing to focus on the villain, they're choosing to focus on the hero, especially in the first movie in a franchise. They, they choose to like, let the villain be thin, let them be a pale reflection of the hero, whatever, let them be cookie cutter and let's focus on making the hero that we're going to continue following be interesting, you know? Right. And I think on a show, it does not work as well. I think on a show, you kind of need like a real thing to struggle against. And uh, yeah. Drew makes a great point that like a lot of the other shows have had no villain to kind of like, you know, a, a villain that popped up in the last episode, like you said. A couple half villains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Arthur Harrow feels like a villain in the way that Kingpin was a villain, you know, like still understandable, still a real person, but like. He, he's a villain and we get his perspective and everything mm -hmm. like like he said from the very first scene you're seeing him with the glass and issues you know mm -hmm. i love that did concho ever like say that arthur was his avatar 
Or is that just Arthur saying that to Mark? Do we know if, I wonder if that's true. So far, Arthur only okay. said that, but. I'm a little sus about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious. So far, I have no reason to disbelieve him, but like, yeah, that, that could be, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what he says. Kanshu does seem to have a, th I forget what he says. He says something about him, but I don't think he says, confirms or denies it. Okay. Uh, someone in the chat said people in the DID community use core for the main personality and alter for the other personalities. Okay. Core um, and alter. I don't know where that information is coming from, but that's what they're saying. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, uh, mm -hmm. Sean Diaz in the chat. Appreciate you. Okay, so up next, we got John Pick, another of our patrons, says, uh, been a recent listener since No Way Home and have loved to just listen to more MCU. Doing an awesome job. My question is about the Egyptian gods in Moon Knight. We are introduced to two of them in episode one, but could we have already been introduced to another? Isn't one of the Egyptian gods a panther? Uh, could it be that one of the gods expanded further into Africa and is the real reason Wakanda is so advanced? Vibranium being the vehicle rather than the reason. If so, could Moon Knight be referenced in Wakanda forever and or future Eternals movies? Mm. Love you 3000 from a newly crowned true believer. Thanks, John. The Egyptian panther god is uh, Basset, I think. Okay. Um... I mean, and then that's just, that's more Egyptian mythology, mythology, and right. like the MCU Egyptian mythology is kind of like Asgard and stuff like that. Like it's very loosey goosey based off realism. And I, cause I feel like the Black Panthers in that those gods were supposed to be their passed on uh, uh, ancestors, right? Uh, in Black Panther? Well, yes, except, but there is a Panther God. Yeah, so it could be Bastet. I forget the name. They it, it had a name in Black Panther. I'm gonna look it up because I remember they say it in that in that opening segment. Oh, its its name is Bast. Oh, that's it then. Bast. It, it definitely seems like, if not directly the same character in the series, it definitely seems like they probably have a similar lineage. So yeah. So that's cool. That's a great point, John. And then they said on the in in the first episode, he said there were nine. Egyptian gods, so mm -hmm. that'll be, you know, they didn't tell us that for nothing. And he said two of them were missing from that poster. Some people have theorized that that might mean something, like two of them are missing because yeah, of Yeah, like Gore. Yeah, because Gore has killed two of them, and mm -hmm. they no longer exist, and only Steven remembers them for some reason. Let me tell you something. I hope they introduce a bunch of gods just to have Gore kill them. Because if <laughs> Gore the God Butcher comes out and only butchers one or two gods, I am going to feel cheated. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to have him prove his power somehow. I wouldn't be upset if he kills off Harry Styles pretty quickly. Let's let's Ooh, do that. Man, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hot take. He's a good actor. He'd have a great death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's any good. Uh, has he done acting other than he was in Dunkirk? Oh, OK. I never saw it. So, I But can't. there was like a lot of young guys in that um, all dressed the same, doing exactly the same thing. One so of many. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, that guy's prettier than all the other ones. That must be the singer. <laughs> uh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> as, as a singer who's not the prettiest man. You know, he's like a boy band. Oh, no, I do know what you mean. It's like, yeah. it's just the thing is like all, all famous singers are very pretty. <laughs> that is not true. Ask Bob Dylan. Uh, a different time, different time. <laughs> And he has he has his own thing going for him. I'm not saying he's like <laughs> he's not conventionally attractive like Mr. Styles, but like he he had his own. Little, I know what like, you mean. Hey man, I don't know. He so the, the, def, definitely some people are attracted to Bob Dylan. That's for sure. Oh, I would sleep with Bob Dylan. I'm not saying that I would. I'm just saying Jack White too. The, it's something about talent. This is going to oh, get yeah. way off the rails. Yeah, we can get back. We can get, we can get back to it. All right, Charles Horton, another one of our patrons, says Moon Knight feedback. Hello, y'all. So my wife, Sarah, made an observation in episode one, Arthur Harrow's powers slash Ahmet's power to judge people before they do anything is very similar to the plot of Winter Soldier. Uh, they also targeted people and judged them to be a threat before they actually did anything. And I'm pretty sure there was a Cairo marker on the map. 
could this have been a Moon Knight reference in the MCU before it was actually confirmed to be a project? Also, as we all know, there are no coincidences in the MCU. What do y'all think? She definitely said the first part more eloquently, but I did my best. Hopefully, I did her thought justice. Talk to you later. Charles. Well, the cult itself seems very Hydra. Like, they're in everything and they're everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually love the, this idea. And, like, like we're getting this sort of interplay with the gore the god butcher coming and we're talking all about how these gods interact and the bast versus bastet like that's this is happening more and more and it makes me wonder because like hydra in agents of shield hydra is kind of based on this like otherworldly mythic god creature Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's almost like what if the hydra of winter soldier era was like somehow connected to bus uh to amet in some way you know the gods are more involved than we know. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you go back all the way to the one who was helping them with that algorithm, Zola, and go back to what he was working on in the original Captain America. And he was working on, like, finding the Tesseract, the power mm-hmm. of the ancient gods and converting it into, you know, it's, it's like it, it all ties together. Like, like, you could totally see if Zola had been digging for Asgardian, you know, uh, relics to turn into mm-hmm. weapons. Maybe he was also digging for Egyptian relics, and maybe Ahmet is what helped them uh, develop Project Insight in some way. Yeah, I'd love that tie-in. I, Make I it all connected. It. Yeah, I would absolutely love it if, like, we found out that Ahmet was like somehow in the algorithm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just this alligator, alligator lion thing walking around. Yeah. Whispering in people's ears. <laughs> I, I like weird, like techno pagan, like <laughs> <laughs> technology meeting science and magic and stuff. Yeah. It's like American gods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Kyle Ray says, Hey guys, Kyle Ray here. Uh, it's been a while since I've had any thoughts on, for the MCU, but here goes. First, I got real Deadpool vibes from Mr. Knight. And would love to see them interact. Second, what if in DS Mom, we don't get the Illuminati, but instead a council of mutants that is formed in a result of the multiverse shenanigans? Third, I think mutants have always existed, but in small numbers until the snap and the multiverse stuff happened. Now, Xavier sees the growing hate towards superpowered beings, especially those that aren't known to be mutants. It is now that he starts forming the X-Men, and we follow a story of younger mutants coming together, much like X-Men Evolution. Uh, That is all, and thank you all 3000 for the continued great content. Kyle Ray. Hmm. I still go back to that, like... What what have the mutants been doing while all of these events have been going on that they wouldn't you know yeah be helping with or haven't have popped up at least once yet and even if they were staying hiding there's some things that happen but you gotta be like okay well we can't be in hiding anymore I don't know yeah I'm with you I feel like the existence of Charles Xavier in this trailer and him popping up in what appears to be some sort of multiverse temple because of a lot of the elements of that temple. Like, it's not just that there's a lot of things. It's not just that Mm -hmm. like, like, like Wanda is there, this like weird, um, flaming person is there fighting Wanda. Um, (laughs) Dr. Strange is being locked up and brought there for multiverse, uh, like shenanigans or whatever. Um, and it seems like maybe even Wanda was brought there because of, like because she broke the rules right like this 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 feels very multiversal and then you also have a different version of christine palmer have you seen this i don't i don't think we Mm -hmm. we talked about the show but they took her out of the trailer oh did they take her out of the trailer in one of the parts yeah i noticed when the door opens and it's him america and then it was her in like the gray outfit, this newest trailer, she's not there. Oh, interesting. No, I, ha- yeah. I hadn't seen that. Okay. I'm like, oh, they're messing with us. They're messing We're getting with us closer. For sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that she's in that gray outfit in a different place, and that is inside that temple. 
because you see that you see those um cases where the where there's some people being held that america chavez is being held in and she is mm-hmm. in there as if she works there which to me seems like it's a separate version of christine palmer Weird. also i mean yeah. if we're gonna go talk about why it's multiversal we know there's at least three doctor stranges in this movie <laughs> look mm-hmm. it, maybe four yeah, maybe four <laughs> maybe five who knows how many doctor stranges we're gonna get so given that this is and i'm sitting here trying to defend why it's multiversal it's called multiverse of madness um <laughs> My point is, if we get to this temple and it's in the multiverse somehow, and Charles Xavier steps forward and says, I think we should tell him the truth. To me, he's going to tell him what I think we're going to find out what mutants are from the Xavier's mouth, you know. <laughs> That's a funny word. way to say it. <laughs> like I think he's like the mutant himself is stepping forward to tell us what is up with Wanda and like wanda herself has this history with mutants the no more mutants thing in comics Mm -hmm. um she is a mutant her brother's a mutant in comics like her dad like is xavier's you know greatest enemy and greatest friend like all this stuff is tying together to be i think we are definitely getting a mutant conversation in this movie yeah i hope so too yeah i really do i mean we're getting our first like real mutant in xavier for sure, unless it's uh, Captain Picard, and I'm down for that too. But <laughs> you're totally um, fine with that too, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being on board with that. <laughs> Jean Luc, any day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just think that they're going to do something with, like, either mutants have been suppressed in this universe, like they were supposed to have existed, or I, I just don't think the fact that we haven't seen any up till now feels weird for you know the whole of mutants to not to have existed and us not know about them well and then even for them to kind of go so hard in the other way to make wanda's powers like for a second there i thought they were gonna say she was a mutant but then for her to actually be like an actual witch which i of course get behind and that her power is actually like magic and chaos magic and instead of having her be a mutant which I can't remember. I, I mean, I would. I think her and Quicksilver were mutant. It's been so long now since they've been non-mutants. Yeah, <laughs> right. They were they were mutants in the comics, uh, but then they weren't, and then they were. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So them like the her being able to resist the stone or be more active with it, having her be a mutant, I thought was a perfect setup. Um, but then they did a you know three sixty on me and made it made her be an actual you know actual witch power and I was like well I love that too yeah. <laughs> I can't not love that yeah so uh, yeah I just thought that was maybe a little bit missed opportunity yeah for sure I think they're just saving it and I think this is the moment mm-hmm. I mean I I feel like Charles Xavier stepping forward in that trailer is I mean it's the first mutant moment we've had in the MCU like for sure ninety nine percent sure and I'm so glad that it's him I'm like everybody wanted. Ryan Reynolds, a Deadpool, mm-hmm. or Hugh Jackman, and this and that, but I didn't know how much I wanted it to be Patrick Stewart until it was Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> hoping for Ian McKellen, too. Like, I would yeah. really like to see yep. them on screen. And if you're going to bring them, then you have to bring Michael Fassbender. Like, let's just stop beating around yeah. the bush here. Unless he's going to be Doctor Doom and then keep him in your back pocket. That's fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> He'd be such a great Doom. That would be such a good Doctor Doom. Oh. Oh, and your other point, Kyle Ray, I totally got Deadpool vibes from Mr. Knight. Some those eyes and the way he's like hopping around and like mm-hmm. the way he's doing the, the fisticuff thing. So good. And I did not know Oscar <laughs> Isaac had that in him, honestly. Tony, you gotta go back and watch some of his movies. He's got range. He has a lot. Go watch Sucker Punch. I sh- I need to watch Sucker Punch. That's one that I don't remember him in at all. He is a psychopath in it, but you see this full range, like he he, you know. He's at 110% through that entire yeah, I've seen him in a few things, but they've all been sort of subdued performances. Nothing like this, where he's like bouncing around and like, you know, playing broad comedy, you know, super fun. Yeah. This was like Jim Carrey in the mask levels of just like him being like, <laughs> all, right, all right, I got mask vibes as much as I got yeah, Deadpool vibes. It's true. Totally. I wonder what my costume would look like, because I guess that the costume like forms to what you you think. Right. Apparently. Oh, so funny. <laughs> cool. I love it so much that he was just like, not that kind of suit. I meant the ceremonial suit of, of Khonshu. Why would he know that, Mark? Why would he know what that is? <laughs> it was almost like Mark didn't even realize that the mental picture of what the suit would look like affects it. You know, Mark's just like, mm-hmm. 
my version of the suit is the real version, you know, like if I knew I could change it, I would change it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's like got a whole new creative outlet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. TJ Stafford on Gmail says, uh, after I watched the latest episode, I realized that they foreshadowed the ending in the beginning. The early scene where Steven was fired from the museum, uh, they make a big deal of showing him giving back his name tag. Ooh, I think mm-hmm. this is supposed to allude to the end of the episode when Steven has to surrender his identity to Mark and ends up locked out of his body. I noticed the emphasis on the name tag, but I didn't understand the significance until the end. Also, does Kanshu provide unlimited caffeine to his avatars? <laughs> uh, what I mean is that if Mark is active when Steven is asleep and vice versa, when does the physical body rest? I'm assuming the power of Kanshu plays a role in keeping Steven such Mark going, but it's no wonder Steven is always so tired uh, when we see him. I can't imagine Mark is an especially effective warrior if he's so exhausted all the time. So I'm curious how that works. Or did I miss something? Can't wait to hear what everyone thinks on this episode. Thanks as always, TJ. I mean, I think Mark uh, slash Steven look tired all the time. They have a lot of purple makeup under his eyes so that they look sunken. Like he looks, he looks disheveled. Yeah, absolutely. I think he looks really, really tired. And I think he is. And I don't know if that's always been the case. Like, I think that it's... I'm leaning more towards the idea that the DID is fairly new Mm -hmm. and that like this has not been going on all that long. And as Mark says, the ability for Steven to come forward and stay in control is kind of newer. And so I think that, uh, you know, it's likely that whatever this is, is just this state of being hasn't been going on all that long, but long enough that it's taken a toll. Like, not long enough to kill them, but long enough that it's taken a real toll. And yeah, I would assume that you get some extra, you know, power juice from Kanshu. Some power packs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The answer is yes. He gives them unlimited caffeine or, you know, methamphetamines or whatever they need. (laughs) Whatever they need, yeah. (laughs) to, To survive and do the do their jobs and i mean we know that he gets physical power from Kanchu because of the like physical power we've seen him ex- d- display or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i love your take tj about the uh name tag i think I, I i had not considered that but i when they when he dropped it on the desk and slid it i was like i guess it's really important to steven that he's losing his job like that's a big deal mm-hmm. but it is kind of a weird a weird shot and he's totally right that i think that's the connection there like losing his identity, losing like Steven getting turned over, you know? And I felt he was so upset to be sent to the sunken world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, ah, I can't move. I'm freaking out. It was terrifying. What do I do? He's like, just go with it, buddy. Just be sunken. Just breathe through it. Yeah. I think I would thrive for a while. Let somebody else just take over. Just, <laughs> do it. I would thrive things. <laughs> in the sunken place a little while. <laughs> just just leave me there for a month or two. I could use a break. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit on the uh, instant cast, but one of the things that I really noticed about Steven, I think Steven is a creation because I think he's so many things that Mark needs. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Mark needs is a sense of autonomy and purpose because he is sort of enslaved by Kanshu. Like, I think that Steven has to be the guy who like makes his own decisions. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. Steven is so resistant to turn things over to Mark. He's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm me. Like I'm going to do the (laughs) me thing, you know? Uh, And he's so resistant to Mark throughout the whole thing. He's resistant to Kanshu. He's resistant to, uh, Ar- Arthur, he's resistant to everyone. Like, he's like, no, I'm me. Like, I make my decisions, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. something that Mark misses in his life. And maybe yeah. Stephen was created to, like, be the man that Mark can't be at this point. Yeah, that's a good way to... That's a good theory. Um, I like it. I don't know. We'll and see. And poor Mark. Well, now he's stuck because he just... Conchu's going to take his girl. 
Yeah. I'd like to see a female Moon Knight before the end of this, to be honest. <laughs> Let her have it for a day. That'd be great. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. We got Josh Langner on Gmail says, hello again. One, thanks for responding to my feedback on Jaden Smith and Miles Morales. It took me a long time to catch up on the episode because I went back to some of the episodes from before I made the miraculous discovery of your podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Yay. It's very kind. Anyway, uh, I just watched episode two of Moon Knight. This is the first MCU show or movie I have watched after reading the comics, and they are really giving me a roller coaster here it's like i have to watch the show from two perspectives that's cool mm -hmm. that's how i felt about it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this show in particular has been that way for a lot of people uh more so than others <laughs> um so here we go one what are they even doing with the original source material <laughs> uh, and two this is a fantastic and exciting new original story both perspectives are really fun with this show but if they leave out the character of jake lockley i might cry <laughs> i know ashley has read the comics too without spoilers how do you feel about everything after episode two p.s i love that Conchu's accent is american with mark and british with steven oh really i didn't mm -hmm. even notice you didn't that. notice that i yeah. honestly didn't notice that oh wow uh sorry for the ramble love you guys 3000 never stop putting out your fantastic content thank you so much josh <laughs> that means a lot yeah i feel like i kind of answered that question in my corner yeah 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 i'm i'm fine with it i was just i just wanted to know either way what they were doing it was the anticipation of being like, okay, is this the story that I know, which I'm cool with? Or if it's a new story, I'm cool with that too. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's great to be like on the ride. And we've talked a lot about this, but like what is so impressive to me is they write these shows for both of those things that he's talking about, you know, both of those mm -hmm. audiences, um, not just him who's thinking about both things, but like the audience who's seen, read the comics and the audience who hasn't, the audience who this is brand new. And they have to write kind of these two perspectives and to fulfill both the desires of both without while still surprising both you know mm -hmm. it's really a difficult line to walk and they do it so well yeah that's that uh that kevin yeah that old that feige good, making go, sure it's all feige. a plus <laughs> <laughs> okay Elliot Purdom on Gmail says, Hey guys, love the podcast. Before I get into Moon Knight, I wanted to say I really enjoyed the cast on female MCU moments. It was really interesting to hear different perspectives on the favorite moments from the female cast member perspectives. It was enlightening and very deep. Having a daughter that I watch Captain Marvel with, amazing to see her face light up when Captain Marvel goes off on the Kree. She loves it. Uh, she's only four and thinks the aliens are hilarious. <laughs> it was cool to think that as she gets older, she might watch the movie and get totally different experience. The same goes for the other Marvel properties. P.S. Uh, is the beginning of Black Widow the best opening to a Marvel movie? It is so dark. Hmm. It's an the most important one, yeah, I'd say. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, on Moon Knight, the acting cannot be dismissed. Isaac is really throwing down an incredible performance. It's been very impressive. However, ever since you mentioned Venom voice, oh, I okay. cannot take any Kanchu moment seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> because it's so similar to Venom interactions. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I am really enjoying the show and the world just seems a better place when there is a weekly Marvel content to enjoy. Cheers. Elliot. Yeah. I loved everything about that. Absolutely. I, I love <laughs> hearing people talk about the um, best female cast. That, that that female cast was really cool. And we're, do, we're doing another one this week of feedback of people writing mm -hmm. in their, their own in response to that episode. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it was it was it was great. It was good. to we, We've been talking to do that for so long and it just happened to come around. I was like. You know, Melissa was like, it's Women's Month. Let's do it. I'm like, oh, we have to. And we literally did it like second to last day, but we got it done. <laughs> yeah. You guys actually really inspired me. I was um, 
you know, I was working on that Black Widow album last year mm-hmm. and I wrote it and my whole goal was to get it out in time for the movie. But then my dad passed away and like, I just completely could not finish it. And, and then I've been a little like, the songs are sitting on the shelf and they're like, I just haven't had time to, I just, it's, it's been hard to get the motivation to do it because it feels like I, I missed the moment, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of work and I kind of miss the moment. But hearing you guys talk about all those characters and particularly like the Black Widow moments, I was like, those moments are really important to me too. And like, yeah, I really love the songs that I've written about some of those moments. And like hearing you guys talk about it, I was just like, okay, I got to finish that thing because I really love oh, what's I there. Love that. So yeah, yeah, you guys kind of inspired me to get back to that. So nothing if not amuse nothing if not amuse that is definitely (laughs) definitely the case um you ladies are like the the three muses last week i love that all right gurjot mathru uh on emphasis on the ooh (laughs) (laughs) says hey guys hope you're all well uh so i just finished episode two of moon knight and while i do think it's awesome I have one gripe with it. Ooh, a gripe. We had a nice little back and forth after that. So that's what that blue is. It's, it, we had a good time. This is funny. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, being from London myself and just coming out of education, I am very well versed in British slang. <laughs> when Steven suited up as Mr. Knight and punched Jackal, he shouted Wagwan. <laughs> Uh, everything up to this point and after this was fine but the term wagwan (laughs) had no reason to be there because it basically means like hey or what's up (laughs) Uh, it just seems uh, so funny to me like someone searched up British slang and just put it the first thing they found (laughs) Anyway, it's not a massive thing, but it still made me laugh. Uh, But I still think this is going to end up being one of Marvel's best properties. Cool. And thanks, guys. Love you, 3000. (laughs) So what I had said to him was like, well, I think that since Steven's probably the altar and not the core that he they just made up the the accent which is why everyone's been making so much fun of it and saying it's ridiculous and uh he actually emailed back and he was like actually that makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) i was like but it's so funny that someone from london's like that does not sound like that's from london or it's like they googled it i'm like well i think that's exactly what they were doing Mm -hmm. and they just nailed it (laughs) okay there's two layers to this though um oscar isaac has talked about how like so many people uh, from the UK come over here and play Americans. He thought it was kind of funny to do the opposite because it's like so common mm-hmm. the other way. He was like, well, I'm going to do Cause in the comic, Steven is American, right? Yes. So like, this is totally, uh, maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least that's what, that's what Oscar Isaac said or whatever. Okay. Like, so it was, he's not, he's not normally a British character. And like Oscar Isaac was like, well, I mean, we're in London. They said it in London because they're sort of like, we do so many things in New York. Like, we need to put it mm-hmm. somewhere else. So, they put it somewhere else. And then he was like, well, we're in London. Why do, Why isn't Stephen British? You know, like, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. And, and they're like, sure. Yeah. And he did it. And, like, I love it. But it's funny because it's either that Stephen was created as an alternate and therefore is bad at the slang or Oscar Isaac is also creating this alternate version of himself that like it, he's also maybe bad at the slang you know what i mean like is yeah. it is it the real world or is it a choice i don't know <laughs> yeah it's funny super funny super funny. i mean and you could kind of see hey what's up like through an american's eyes punching mm-hmm. somebody and be like yeah what's up like and you could be like okay well, but what would a british man say how do you say what's up what's the word for what's up slang you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah wagwan <laughs> wagwan and like a british person goes no we would not use it like that and but the logic is all there from an american perspective mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know why but i thought that wagwan was also what's up in like J- jamaican slang it may be maybe that's where it comes from hmm could be appropriated let's see kyan gooden on gmail says uh my feedback for episode two of moon Knight. at least now we know this after the events of endgame during the end fight there was the red bus with grc mm-hmm. global reparations council uh from fatwas 
I don't know uh, why I was questioning whether or not this was inside the MCU, but I guess this would be a for sure sign. The suit that Steven, with a V, summoned, <laughs> immaculate, incredible, A for effort. I'm so obsessed <laughs> with Khonshu. He is so ridiculously sassy. I hear what people are saying about him sounding a bit too much like Venom, but in a way, it kind of fits. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, we're watching superhero media where there is a super powered person talking to someone in their head there's going to be comparisons you know <laughs> yeah and he's sassy yeah and and then when he was mr knight and acting all goofy we had comparisons <laughs> to deadpool because it's like superhero content with a guy acting goofy you know like mm -hmm. it's it's gonna be there which is I, i'm fine with i think it's cool yeah i like it all I'm right cool. uh real quick we're gonna take a short break and then we'll be back with some of the live feedback we got a lot of people writing in live feedback uh in the chat so we'll be right back right after this and we're back and we're back <laughs> we haven't done that in a while Yeah, we haven't done that in a while we haven't done an episode <laughs> that went over an hour in a while because we've been trying to keep them tight but uh but i dig it i dig it lots of feedback um all right we got uh jay snide 70 uh in the chat says do you think we will get an interaction between the egyptian gods in upcoming episodes maybe explaining themselves or what their ultimate goals are i think it would be a cool scene slash interaction uh of powers greater to the world maybe getting a better understanding of where they come from uh, related to the MCU. I will give anything to see a talking alligator. So please, do that. <laughs> please. I want, I want all of Amit. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see the whole pantheon. It kind of depends on what they're going to do with it going forward. Like if this is going to be involved in the Thor story with Gore, the God butcher, then like, yeah, absolutely. Bring it in, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't know if Moon Knight is going to stay sort of insular and separate, then I kind of want them to have the time to like build out this Ahmet, you know, who is Ahmet and we yeah. get to know him. And then next season we could get to know Her. a different guy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to misgender the Egyptian God. <laughs> Got to be careful about that nowadays. I know. I know. I'm going to get canceled for misgendering the Egyptian God Ahmet. With the alligator head. Yeah. And the lion ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. All alligators look alike to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> cancel me if you want to. Uh, <laughs> it would technically be a crocodile because it's Egypt, but I'm not trying to get specific. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's totally possible. Here's what I want to see. It'd be really cool to see some gods interacting. The problem is if our perspective characters can't see them, it's, it's unlikely. Because we only see Khonshu because Steven and Mark see Khonshu, right? Right, right. So, give us an episode from Arthur's perspective. Oh my God, please do yeah. it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see her walking around like, her, her, her. Because <laughs> you know, she's probably sassy too. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear Ahmed's voice. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really fun. Crocodiles are terrifying though. Like, they have that growl. It just sounds like not of this world mm -hmm. like dinosaur -y, you know i guess dinosaurs are of this world you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no but they do like they sound like it's scary they're the last living dinosaur you know what i mean? think mm -hmm. it feels that way yeah oh terrifying reptiles yeesh no thanks um and 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 you say it's like dinosaurs that's because we base dinosaurs on what they sound like you know like that the yeah. lizards <laughs> and crocodiles and all those reptiles just like yeah it, it's a, it's otherworldly for sure in that it's not but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> so that, that'd be my, that would be my take on this for the first season. I would like to see an episode or even just a scene from Arthur's perspective where we get to see Ahmet and see that she is real <laughs> and what her, like, I'd like to know what the conversations between Ahmet and Arthur are like, because mm -hmm. we know what Arthur's telling everyone else, but we also know that he killed that man without weighing him yeah he's just stealing souls and then they're taking the bodies right which is interesting yeah like, where are you taking and then uh, i remember someone last week thought that they were putting them to the side to be the jackals but it looks like that they're pulling anubis's you know 
hell dogs straight from some pocket dimension. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That that does not seem the case that those are uh, mm-hmm. the but bodies. But they're taking them somewhere. Yeah, maybe it could or be. Or maybe they were just taking them off the street. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could just be like hiding the bodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. We will see. We will see. Uh, maybe. I don't even know if they'll touch on that. It could just be like a, a creepy thing that we never know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know though. Please tell us. Yeah, just tell me. All right. Up next we got Ayoitsja Boy. Ayoitsja Boy. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on Twitch says, uh, what do y'all think of the ethics behind one personality making the decision to join up with Kanshu without consent of the other personality slash personalities? Uh, sending this to superhero ethics as well, but wanted t- your thoughts too. Hmm. I think if it was a life or death situation where Mark is dying and... Well, he said in this episode that he was dead, You were right? dead. You, were, you so, were just a corpse when I found you. Yeah, like, if you have to resurrect the body and save both people, I guess you can't really knock it too hard. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows how it feels to be in that position of, you're about to die, you can be the right hand of an Egyptian god, or die. That's a tough decision to make for someone, because like a lot of people would just rather die. Not me, man. I would love to be the avatar for Kanshu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I would take the superpowers over death. Yeah. Um, but also you're talking about sort of this manipulation and enslavement that he's going through now. But I guess he didn't yeah, know that at the time, probably. You never know. <laughs> you never know with an <laughs> you Egyptian should, god. You should assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, it's it's like being offered a deal with the devil or whatever. Like in this case, it's an Egyptian mm-hmm. god, but it's like a, a deal with the deity that you don't know their full mm-hmm. scope of their powers or their goals. And then if you accept that, uh, the, the real question with this is, I don't know that we know that there were personalities at that point. That's also what I was going to say, too. Yeah, we don't know yet to, yeah. to get into the ethics. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But if, if it's the case, it's dicey, but it sounds like it was a dire situation. And so we'd have, yeah. to, we'd have to lean on the side of like, it's probably ethical. Somebody had to make the decision. It's hard to put yourself into that. Like you, you know, you don't have a lot of time. You get this incredible thing put out in front of you and you have to make a choice right now. Mm-hmm. Also, it seems that Stephen, even if they were um, in the body at that point, it seems like Stephen does not have any, didn't have any communication with Mark before recently. Right. So yeah. it's not like Mark mm-hmm. could ask Stephen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It seems very true. In many ways, it seems almost like Mark is protecting Stephen. The fact that he bought a goldfish is to me a big point of like, Maybe you could say he's trying to manipulate Steven, but it also seems like he's giving him, trying to give him this sort of happy existence, unknowing of the painful things that are going on because of the DID, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Last one here in the chat that tagged us. We got Waterfall Angel says, uh, they did a good job of concisely explaining how Conchu came to be with Mark and really showing how Mark's been feeling. Uh, he has so much rage. It also left me wanting to know more about other Egyptian gods and what they've been up to. I find myself thinking about the Eternals, how if we had an intro to one or two of them like this, and then had the movie Eternals, uh, where we see all of them, would we have been more interested? Hmm. Maybe... Maybe I contend. Yes. Like, I think that, I mean, it just depends on how good that one movie is, you know, and mm-hmm. they apparently wanted to introduce them all at the same time. They had this big sto- sweeping story to tell, but I, th- I think it's, it's overcrowded and it's hard to, it's hard to fall in love with that many characters at one time. Yeah. Like yeah. that many leads. If they'd really mm-hmm. been a little more focused with like, this is the main two characters. And then, Here's some others we get to know some, and then there's two or three you barely talk to. Like, that would have been a more, like, balanced movie, I think. Hmm. It's just tough to love ten characters uh, after one movie. Yeah. I need a little more time. I don't like to rush into things. Yeah. That's why the first phase of the MCU worked. You gave most of the people 
most of the characters their own movies. I mean, mm-hmm. the Hulk had his old one, but you know, everybody kind of got introduced in their own movie except for Hawkeye and Nat, but then you put them in enough to make them matter. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, it, it's just like I mentioned earlier with the villains, like they also didn't even focus on creating good villains in the first movie. They always mm-hmm. just gave you this, like, this is the hero's story. We're just following the hero. They're doing a thing. They have a challenge, but it's basically just a challenge that is a reflection of them. And that's mm-hmm. how you build these characters to where you're like, okay, I love this character. Now you can put him in more situations. Now you can build a complex villain like Thanos, um, you know, or, or Loki for that matter or whatever. Um, but it, it takes, it takes time with these characters to love them and care about them. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's where I feel like with Justice League, like you don't get to just throw out a team up movie without really introducing your characters, even if everybody knows who Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman are. Like, give us the give us the movies first. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like there's so many versions of these characters too. It's like you have mm-hmm. to know this version, like because I've seen versions of Superman that kill people and Batman, you know, or like well, Superman always kind of kills people, but uh. yeah, he's like he's just sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, just just living life. He's just murdering people by his existence. Just, he's the he's the rock and the hard place. So when I see a new version, I need to know who this version is. You know, like I can mm-hmm. I can paint onto it the basics of Batman or the basics of Superman or whatever. But like, I don't know. And and see, it's it's so funny. Uh, me and Dave Robertson of of DC on Screen, um, we have the opposite opinions about this kind of. Like, I think it's because there are other characters, so you have to create. You have to give me something. And he thinks it's because there are other characters, there is something to compare it to. So we're never going to be charitable to it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it is easy to be charitable to a new version of Star-Lord because it's the only version we have. But the next right. version of Star-Lord will have a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In 15 yeah, years, oh, yeah. when they want to bring a new Star-Lord and we're like, yeah, I don't know, he's no Chris Pratt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they brought in a new Iron Man, which maybe we'll get in this next movie, um, we're going to be very skeptical of a new Iron Man, you know? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we do have a couple more here. Let's see. Karen Thomas says, uh, you think we could see various personalities work together in some way, if that's possible, to defeat the villain of the piece. Khonshu, maybe, or Ahmet. Um, Moon Knight's a symbol. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. I think it's absolutely the case. Um, Probably. Uh, I don't know what Steven would bring to the table, but... <laughs> well, this is, this goes with my kind of theory of why Steven was created, is like mm-hmm. someone who makes his own decisions, someone who's like a little more... Like, what if the last moments of this thing, this decision needs to be made to like either go against Khonshu or do something that's a little more independent uh, mm-hmm. to, to f- you know do what needs to be done and like steven is the one that has to make that decision because mark doesn't have the ability to like maybe steven takes control because mark's not willing to make the sacrifice you know or whatever oh yeah and Hmm. and maybe he can't sacrifice his wife but steven can like maybe maybe the the steven personality was created to be able to do those things that mark can't do hmm yeah I can see that. I like that theory because I like the idea of Steven stepping up in the final moments and being the strong one when Mark can't be. And yeah. it like fulfills his sort of arc of being the weak one in the beginning. But I don't know exactly what, how that would manifest, I guess. Yeah. There was a show I watched by the, uh, the two directors that made The Matrix called Sense8. Mm, and it was like yeah. these people were all connected so they could take over. Any certain person could take over to benefit the situation that the one person was in. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not the same, but I wonder, I could see them kind of doing that if they bring in that third personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Karen also says, uh, did anyone else notice Mr. Knight's superhero pose landing <laughs> when he fell a la Nat uh, when crumpling to the floor, which was so Steven, made me laugh. It's so funny. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love the failed superhero landing. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, he at least he got one, and then he fell over. <laughs> like it was very that was very Spider Man to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. It was cute. I love clumsy superheroes. It's super fun. <laughs> oh man, uh, Meigs in the chat says, uh, "I would love to be an Avatar." <laughs> yeah, who? <laughs> Absolutely. 
uh by the way meegs thank you the other the other day meegs was super kind and got us uh got a big channel to rate us after they were done and that was so rad thank you very much yeah meegs. that's cool thank you really really cool friend zone friend zone is the name of that channel thank you sorry I knew that. <laughs> I knew it until my brain is so fried right now, and I don't know why. Um, I shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I, I should be fine. Um, yeah, that channel was called Friendzone. So thank you to Friendzone for for rating us, and thank you to Meeks for letting them know we exist. That, that was super rad. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back soon. Uh, we got Moon Knight, uh, Midnight Moon Knight, this Tuesday night, Central Time, 2 o'clock. Whatever time it drops in your area, we're going to be doing a live watch, scener.com slash strandedpanda, and then uh, that's S-C-E-N-E-R. Um, so if you're up watching it want to watch it with us, and we have a, like, a live chat going, um, you can join us, and then we do a live podcast right after. So it's like 2 a.m. and then 3 a.m. podcast. So hopefully you, some of you guys will be there. Uh, we've had fun the last few weeks chatting with everybody. We'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.